It's Friday and you've reached the Kelly Wendland Vodcast. On today's Vodcast, we talk with Jeremy Mann about business analysis and if business analysts are valued enough in today's world. Coming up next. One, and we are live with Jeremy Mann. Jeremy, how are you this morning, sir? Very good. Thank you. A nice fall day. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's great to great to have you on the show. And Jeremy is one of the co-leaders of our business analyst group, business analysis group. Uh, our other co-leader, Niha. No, you, I, you just corrected. You just told me how to say it. I always call her Niha, but that's not quite how to say it. Trivity. Neha, Neha, Trevity. How would you say it, Jeremy? Neha, Trevity. Neha, Trevity. Um, I've been saying it wrong for years, and she's <laughs> too polite and too nice to correct me every time. Uh, she, unfortunately, is sick, so it's it's uh, Jeremy and I, but we'll get Neha on here, Neha on here sometime very soon. So, Jeremy, uh want to talk to you about uh, business analysis. It's a, a topic that I feel like doesn't get enough emphasis uh, in many organizations for a lot of different reasons, and we can talk about some of those. But but let's first start maybe where a lot of BAs start, which is you know the community of business analysts, which is the IIBA. Is that organization still functioning after COVID? And are, are you part of it? Are we part of it as a group? Tell tell me about the IIBA, and is that still the you know the the primary group for business analysts to connect with and and uh, and learn and share stories. Yeah, absolutely. I had the benefit of uh, first joining the profession. Uh, most of us as business analysts aren't trained necessarily into this role until we find out that we've already been doing it for quite some time without definition. And I had the benefit of a coach early on in my career who had initially uh, invested in me as a business analyst, not just for someone who's contributing to the business, but also to say you're a part of a professional community. And that being said, this is the professional community of source. Uh, and when we talk about IIBA, uh, they, held, they hold uh, the certifications that are uh, held in the highest regard within the profession. And so, for instance, in my current uh, experience. I work with a CBAP or a Certified Business Analyst Practitioner uh, certification. And I think um, IIBA still holds those in very high esteem. It's not necessarily the case of just receiving some acronyms for the end of your name. Uh, These are experience-driven. It takes many years to get to the point where you qualify to even take for uh, the exam. And uh, IIBA has always promoted community and experience throughout. So, not only are they international and national, but there are chapter associations that we, as a company at Logisolve, pro- provide a lot of expertise to, but also individually we contribute to as well. Uh, the chapter may be something that we just attend an event and listen to a speaker and have some great networking time, 
or it may be things that we actually contribute ourselves to, where we speak on behalf of a specific topic that's really important to business analysis. Uh, lately, over the last couple of years, we've been seeing other professional groups come and be involved, like the architect group, uh, quality assurance comes into play. We've had product owners speak at chapter events. We've heard people specific from the businesses that we uh, serve come in and speak about their practices and their community of practices. So. It's a great way to continue to give back to a community, in my opinion, that has put me in a position where I feel like I'm successful and um, uh, supported. Do our do our BAs in general is their focus part of their focus the IIBA or when you're hiring people to the group is that something you're looking for uh, or is it more practical than that you know you've worked with them or someone we know has worked with them and they have you know the top three skills that we consider to be critical for a successful BA well it's certainly a question I ask I know as a company we offer uh, through our own memberships uh, we as a company are a corporate member of IIBA which to me states that we put our money where our mouth is we aren't just hiring on BAs we are supporting them throughout community of practice such that Nan and I handle, but also to the extent where we're giving them a pile of resources, um, you know, virtually unlimited set of knowledge base articles and videos that IIBA provides to their membership. So um, we provide that corporately to them uh, to say that we value your expertise, we value your commitment to your profession, and therefore we're going to pay for your membership for you. Um, to the same extent, I mean, that's something that um, I, when I talk to new people, generally ask the question. And it's not so much about IIBA. It's just to say, how do you contribute back to your professional community? And hopefully those are the types of echoes that we hear back from those people when we speak to them that, yeah, on the side, I do this. And I spend some time with this uh, this this use, uh, user group, or I spend this time with my community of practice. Or in my case, I spend time at the chapter meetings um, advocating for what we do and helping others come up in the ranks of the BA work. How, how much has the primary skills of a BA changed? You know, like when we look at, you know, when I look at software development or just projects in general, for technical people, it changes all the time because there's a new flavor of technology. And um, in the business analyst world, has much changed over a 15-year period in terms of what's critical to be successful on a project? I think internally, that's a great question. I laugh a bit because I think the business analyst work group or community would say it hasn't changed. But the things about how it's defined and how it's utilized have. So it's almost to say that the external work that utilizes business analysis practices tends to redefine skill sets that have been in, uh, in, in play for many, many decades now. Um, I do believe it has changed in the sense that we have survived in a lot of ways some of these title changes uh, in the sense that we understand that the skill sets in our practice are extremely valuable and can uh, be used in, in different areas. Uh, it's not uncommon to see business analysts leaning into areas of product management, project management, uh, quality assurance, um, leadership within the uh, C-suite of businesses, um, talking through um, specific software implementations and being subject matter experts, um, being change agents within uh, transformative pra pra uh, practices within businesses. So I think on the face of things, 
we oftentimes see our job descriptions look different or sound different or don't have the same business analyst name and terminology. But the core of it really has always been about solving problems, leaning forward, being servant leaders, um, trying to make the world a better place through solutioning and helping people interact in better ways and understand their businesses better. You know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Gartner used to say that the majority of projects that fail, and and it was a high number in the 90s and in the early, early 2000s, I think it was 70%. You know, it was the majority of, of projects, depending on how you measure them, they would say failed, you know, really never became what what they were intended to at the at the original origination of them is is it's and they so Gardner would say it's because of business analysis we don't that that's where that's where the the money is that's where the where things can change and and impact that you know failure rate is that still true today or have have companies have, have business analysts somehow magically been able to change the world and um, and now they you know there's clearer definition on what is this project really supposed to be doing in the end is that has that improved in your experience absolutely I think uh, it's it's a generalized statement that we still uh, unfortunately reap the rewards or not in this case any rewards from that uh, there used to be a thing called requirements defects believe it or not and so when you were done with your project some of the defects whether or not they were application driven or not or even solution driven or not would be termed as requirement defects and that was to say that the requirements analysis hadn't been done to the, the, the best extent and there were gaps that were unforeseen and by the time we got into the project work, these gaps actually caused uh, issues uh, that they would cause, say, is defective. I think the generalized statement is true from Gartner from years ago. I think what we've done is we've sharpened our blades a little bit more to understand that requirements is a generalized category. And it uh, certainly serves the, the purposes of many stakeholders within a project. Um, more recently, I think the statement that at least resounds more to me in my ears is that uh, when we start projects without a strong enabled project sponsor or someone who is enabled to make decisions on behalf of the business without having to go through a lot of chain of command and is also to the same extent a team member that participates in the work of the team, engaged, has skin in the game, so to speak, an accountable party when we talk about responsibilities, that's when projects fail. And oftentimes we'll see projects set set out into the ocean without direction, without any idea as to how to make decisions when things are challenged. And to the extent where we have to say, we're going to have to cut scope or we're going to have to figure out how to get this out to our customer sooner. Who is that person to quote a person that I used to work with years ago, who carries the big stick? Who is the person who can come in and make those decisions and provide that type of leadership and alignment for the team. That's when projects fail. And so is there, is there enough emphasis on business analysis? Do businesses still take it seriously when they say, hey, I've got a great idea here and executive you know, dreams it up when, uh, when she's having coffee in the morning? When it comes to the actual tactical, let's get projects done, in your opinion, are companies putting enough emphasis on business analysis? And it's not a trick question, but I always, when you look at just the market, 
business analysts still aren't the highest paid. If, if that's where the failure is, they're still among the lower paid on the group of SDLC, if we're going to look at project managers, business analysts, developers, architects, developers, QA, business analysts are still at the lower end of the pay scale. And so you could one could argue or look at that and say, well, economically, customers don't value that as much as they value the architecture. Or now an example of maybe an exception that's changed would be that we've created this new thing called business architects that are kind of like a business analyst, but that are supercharged and can work across you know projects. But what what are your thoughts on on what I'm saying there? Is our business analysts valued enough in your mind? I could always see them being leveraged in more useful manners. I think that the traditional skill set of being an organized individual who can facilitate meetings uh, and also do the documentation, the hard uh, sit down at your desk work to get things organized in a manner that people can come back to them and refine them further. Uh, that's kind of the base level. And, and I think when we talk about the value of business analysts, when folks stop at that level, that's when we end up kind of undervaluing the, the ability of a business analyst to be more, more, more useful and more meaningful within the project structure. Um, I talk a lot about partnerships when I speak to project uh, up, upstarts, that we aren't here to uh, just say that whenever the word requirement comes up, that's an automatic business analysis uh, uh, task that what we really are is a team here and you have a business analyst who has a, a remarkable set of skills to be able to facilitate and collaborate, we should be partners with you. And in the same sense, that business analyst could be configuring the tool, could be testing the tool, could be uh, providing a, a, some voice or a seat at the table when it comes to steering committee, um, when we're talking about trying to solution something and looking at multiple vendors to come in or even build it ourselves. Business analysts have roles in all of that behavior. And it's not to say that they would replace traditional titles that would necessarily go after that stuff, but we can handle that. That's part of our, our job description when it comes to being a certified business analyst, but it's also part of our domain. So I think uh, when we talk about the, if we even just take it as a, a pay concept, when we bring in people at, at more of a base level and just say, hey, you're going to be the scribe for our team, yeah totally underpaid, but also, in my opinion, undervalued. I think we can do better with uh, letting people make great decisions and be parts of teams and uh, do the things that they're smart about rather than saying, well, because you're a part of a project team and you're the business analyst, your role on this team is to take notes, right? <laughs> Which you see quite a bit. I mean, you, you do, it, well, you see, you yeah. see it in in the very front end, but oftentimes then the business analyst morphs and takes on more and more and more and kind of based on based on the vacuum that is almost always existing in, in any project team. Yeah, it's what we do. Uh, the, the business analysts that I work with at the end of the day want to make sure they accomplish something. And when they put their head on the pillow at the end of a full day of work, would like to think that they made the world a better place. And the frustration on the other end of that is to come through kind of the, the, the minutia of uh, busy work and not having anything productive and just kind of doing the do and punching a clock. That, I think, is where these personalities exist. They, by nature, take on things to make things better. Yeah. Jeremy, man, thank you so much for your time. 
Have a great rest of your week. And for everyone else out there, you are watching the Kelly Willen Podcast. some luck and leave the godforsaken snow singing old John Denver songs with his little dog barking along flying like an eagle down the open road said goodbye to everything he ever knowed just his little dog and fishing pole single and strong and out there on the open road For 40 years he broke his back left his landlady with his pension check and said a little gift from to you Now he will bitch about the government and how tax money spent But still he bleeds red, white and blue He spent his last dollars on a new tattoo A cold case of Miller and a Vegas screw That covers everything he needs He wouldn't say he's on the but he's on his own a man must walk this world alone When you're 60 single and stoned He went flying like an eagle down the open road Said goodbye to everything he ever knowed Just his little dog and fishing pole Glad to hear this mother eating India But happy to be living in America 60 single and stoned single